What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Even More About Nothing. I am one of your hosts, Matt. You can follow me on all social media at Matt underscore U2. I go by the name of Westside Mookie, sometimes with an 833 on it, sometimes not. Um, might be the godfather Mookie here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Like four godchildren. Yeah. Well, you said you said uncle last week. Yeah. So I was uncle, but then like a friend of mine just asked me to do the honor of being their fret child's god, godfather. Of course, humbly accepted. I thought about it. That will be my fourth godchild. Fourth? Yeah. Ah, never mind. You know what? I'm just going to keep that to myself. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why people assume I'm responsible to watch their children if they die. Um, but yeah, I will be a fourth, a godfather to the fourth degree mm. by the end of the year. Is there a black godfather movie? <laughs> yes, there's an equivalent of one. Uh, Ooh, black dynamite? Dolomite? <laughs> essentially, essentially. Uh... But guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you've never listened to our podcast before, this is even more about nothing. The podcast where we literally talk about nothing because there's no topic whatsoever. Uh, mostly just us nerding out about anything that we find fun, relative, mostly comic books, superheroes, anime. Uh, sometimes we throw some video game stuff in there, but we have a separate podcast for that all together over at the TDM show. So be able to be sure to check it out. Um, but this weekend, man. It uh, really hit us in the gut. Yeah, it's been a tough one. Yeah, out of nowhere too, totally it's unexpected. Because like it was, it was uh, a pretty huge weekend in his life, mm-hmm. uh, but also in LeBron. So Kobe Bryant earlier today, uh, it was reported by TMZ initially that he had passed away after a helicopter crash. Yes. He and a few other people that were in the helicopter with him. Yes. Um, then news broke that he was with his daughter on his way to a, her, one of her ba- basketball, basketball games, games, and they're with her teammate and the parent of her teammate. Uh, so first and foremost, like we just want to say our prayers are with uh, all the families involved, um, anyone affected by this, uh, the Lakers organization, um, the Mamba school, but... So we just the Bryant family, that. Vanessa, and the remaining three kids. Tough day to yeah. be a basketball fan. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Like our age group, I'm old enough to remember watching Jordan, mm-hmm. but I 100 percent have watched significantly more basketball games with Kobe in the league mm-hmm. than I have watched Jordan. Now. Um, so I could just like. Playground, school ground, wherever. Like Kobe was just constantly talked about. The group was like, a friend of mine said it was like, I felt like I lost a relative. Mm-hmm. And so nothing has been more accurate. Um, I know people get weird about celebrity deaths, but this one, this one hit home. Well, but the thing is, like, yes, celebrity death. It's weird, and some people there are some people that go so far as to be like, like who, who cares about them? Like, uh, people don't care about homeless vets, or they like try making that argument. There's a time and a place for everything. But you, no one can deny the sheer amount of impact Kobe Bryant had not just on basketball. On the world. The world. Culture in general. Um, of course, we're always talking about the hybrid between basketball players and, like, uh, hip-hop and rap. Um, I'm sure Kobe has inspired a lot of lines. People have used Kobe's names in lots of songs and 
uh, bars that they've had, uh, the amount of advertising commercials he's been in. But I think the one thing, no matter like what anyone knows, thinks, or cares about Kobe, is when you heard Kobe's name, you automatically knew like Which just Kobe who he is as a, as a as a character. He is um, his drive and his commitment to his craft. Yeah, no one could deny that. Whether Mamba you mentality him or hate him, the Mamba mentality is what it's labeled. That's the book he sold. And that's what that was his brand. That's what he's all about. And uh, it's hard for people to not recognize that because me myself, I don't consider myself a basketball fan. I will casually watch the finals. Like that's the most you'll get out of me unless there's like uh, something fun going on or people just happen to be getting together to watch it. Uh, but still being a casual watcher at best knowing who Kobe is, knowing the impact that he is, that kids everywhere playing basketball, shooting fadeaway threes, are yelling Kobe. There's there's just something about that. So so whenever the news of this broke, it it was just so heavy. It was it's like it's hard. There's a, not a lot of stuff that can make me speechless to where I can't make a joke to lighten the mood. And this is one of those times. And yeah. it, it's really weird. And it just like it would it would be it's tough. Like it's tough to sit in it. We just have to. Um, we just have to mourn along as a country, like the whole world just lost a great person. Yeah. And we just have to honor that loss and sit with it, um, bear with it. As tough as it is, as much as it sucks, we just got to sit with it. Um, and just, and, and be with it and, and, and heal together. Cause this one, this one, this one sucks. Yeah. Um, the first one, the first one that really, really hit me was last year was when Nip, mm-hmm. when 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 Nip was taken from us, I was a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and then unfortunately, Mac Miller um, passed. Yeah. Also, and then early this year, Juice World was gone. Yeah. And it was just like, what? was it early this year? Or was it late last year? I think it was earlier this year. I thought it was earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I think it was earlier this year. Either way, recently, Juice World passed. And now, obviously all those other guys were in the music field, but to lose somebody like Kobe, it just, yeah. everything you said, the school, like what he did in basketball, everything he did as an Olympic athlete, everything he, he accomplished as soon as he left basketball. Yeah. Like, man, retired from basketball, boom, won a Grammy. Like, the next six like six yeah. months later. Um, just speaks to his character, his, 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 his drive, his motivation, and that the world truly will never be the same. So, um, it sucks, but this is the reality of the world we live in. Yeah. Uh, and I know a lot of time, like, now a lot of videos are circulating of him just spending time with his daughter, uh, courtside at basketball games, him explaining stuff as it's happening, coaching her, coaching her. the team. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Just being on the outside looking in as some like a people that looked up to Kobe. Just, he's this public figure, dedicated athlete, uh, philanthropist, just doing the stuff that he wanted to do and that he cared about. Um, and to lose a person like that is just. You, you feel the shock waves. Yeah. So, uh, what 
is like one of your favorite Kobe moments, whether it's in basketball, outside of basketball, that you can remember? I mean, I will never forget his final game. Yeah. Uh, 60 points. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching the game and Shaq uh, said he talked to Kobe either before the game or the day before the game and was like, go out there and give him 50. He dropped 60. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was the most Cinderella Disney storyline, magical-esque. And they still lost that game, right? No, they won. Oh, they won? They won. Like, he dropped 60 points. I it was the last know, game. Like, LeBron last... James can do, like, a triple-double. and it is like Yeah, no, game. it was the last game of the season. Uh, obviously, the Lakers were not going to the playoffs. It was right. their final game. It was an away game, if I remember, um, because they did a tribute for his last game at Staples Center. But it was an away game, and he came in there. And from go, it was just like he had turned back time. Mm-hmm. Just like he was hitting everything. And he brought back all his, like, the scoop, the turnaround that he's known for, the shimmy, the she brought everything. Dunking like he, and he was just out there having fun. And as a lifelong Boston Celtics fan, like, I've always grown up kind of like seeing Kobe as a rival. But every single time he beat us, he's just like, hey, look. What do you want us to do? It's Kobe. Right. It's, it's, it's Kobe. I remember um, being in college, 2011, um, with my boy, Black Josh, next door. We would just, sometimes we'd skip class and just play 2K. I was running the Celtics, obviously, and he was running He was running the Lakers. Um, so he was a Chicago Bulls fan, but he ran. He beat me a lot with the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, so lots of, lots, of, lots of good fun memories. And so... This one hurts, but we'll sit with it, we'll mourn together, and we'll get through it together. Yeah, I think one of the, the funniest uh, Kobe moments is not from basketball, nope. but from his commercials. Yep. Uh, specifically the one <laughs> with, where with when, Kanye. When, when, he, when he switched over from Adidas to Nike. Yeah. Yeah, and he was yeah. dropping the Mamba shoes. Yeah. Uh, whenever he had that commercial with Kanye, one of my favorite commercials ever. I just ever. love I love quoting it. Uh yeah, it's just yeah. I just can't wait for the tribute that Nike's gonna do because I feel like it's gonna be something something special. Yeah, so it's with heavy hearts that we'll take a moment of silence um, to honor his passing and the passing of everyone else in this horrible tragedy. But if we. On the real, if we're saying anything, no one cares about the Grammys. Let the people at the Staples Center. Facts. Go home. Nobody cares. Diddy told you I had 365. Get out. (laughs) Now y'all have one. Get out. Nobody cares about the Grammys. And the Grammys are trash. And the nominees. Like, again. All this was going on while uh, the Carters had their brunch thing? Oh, no. The the Carters had their brunch yesterday. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And it's not just the Carters. It's the Rock Nation brunch. I right. say I say the Carters because it's basically the yeah, Carters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's basically an excuse for them to flex. Oh yeah. Did you see what uh, what award show was it or what gala they were at? They brought their own wine. Yep. And so Jennifer Aniston and uh, was it Reese Witherspoon? I think so. Just went over to talk to them and like ended up getting some some wine from Beyonce and they're just like. 
is like, yo, this is already so tight. And it's like a lot better than what everyone else is doing. <laughs> and it's just like the amount they just don't care. Yeah, no, they're Jay Z and Beyonce. They, they do what they want. Yeah. So it's like us being here is a bolster for you. Yes, yeah. It's like, we, it's like, we didn't come here. You came to us. Right. Um, but yeah, no, like the Rock Nation brunch was a couple of days ago. And if people don't know, the Rock Nation brunch happens around this time every year. Um, hosted, I believe it's at their upstate New York place, but mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure where it's hosted, so I don't want to speak out of turn. Um, literally, it is probably the greatest gathering of people in hip hop annually. Like, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. There are more people at the Rock Nation brunch that are important to hip-hop than there are at, like, the BET Hip Hop Awards. Right. And I think that speaks more so to how award shows in general have gone as of late. Exactly. And, like, there's... It's it's just literally just like a pony show. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I wish the Rock Nation brunch was an award show mm-hmm. because it would actually give credit to the artist producers, musicians that are actually representing the culture to the max. Bro, Boss was there. Mm-hmm. Boss was at the Rock Nation brunch looking like he was lost and he was high out of his brain, but he looked, he was having a good time. Jiddy Jid was there. Um, St. John was there. Of course, Diddy and all 47 of his children were there. Beyonce was there. Megan Thee, Salvin, Megan Thee Stallion showed up looking like an orange. Um... Yeah, she showed up in an orange tangerine suit, so she looked like an orange. Um, tell you who wasn't there. Lizzo wasn't there. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> She's over there with Interscope and not getting invited to the Rock Nation bunch. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know if she was there or not, but she wasn't in the picture, so I'm going to say she wasn't. Uh, but yeah, I know the Rock Nation bunch was there, and then there's a video. Diddy was getting honored later that night for an Icon Award. Um, so before his speech, they have this like round circle a couple years ago. Kevin Hart's speech went viral. This year, it's Diddy's speech that's going viral. <laughs> but about that particular speech, they're all standing in a circle. There's about 10 of them listening to Jay-Z speak. And I noticed that Jay-Z just so happened to be wearing a $60,000 Rolex. Right. And then I looked again. They were all wearing... The same sixty thousand dollars. Is that the one that he sent out? Like no, 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 no. This is a different one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So like this group of humans that just get Rolexes sent to them had. Let's all do the math. Sixty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. One watch cost sixty thousand dollars. Right. There were ten of them, and they were all wearing a sixty thousand dollars watch. You do the math. I don't want to because I I am poor. Oh, we're all poor, man. We're all poor. Yeah, between Jay Z and Diddy alone, that's probably two billion dollars, three billion. Because I think I think Diddy and I think Diddy's like nine hundred mil, and Jay Z and Beyonce are one point five billion. Oh man. Yeah, so it's like pushing three billion. Ugh. I don't. I don't. I don't like thinking about that. I'm hurt. I'm yes. My pockets also hurt. My chest hurts. I can't even breathe. What do you do with that many zeros? I don't well, know. apparently you just do four, four, four. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it still sells. They still made money off of it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, buy artwork for one million, 
<laughs> Next shit. Rent, rent the Louvre to shoot a music video. It's just like, I've literally never even heard of that being a thing. I don't think all during the Met Gala, too. Right. Talk about shade. Man. Yeah, Diddy and Jay-Z should just form a group just called the, sh- the Real Shade Room. Real and just, <laughs> just do all the things that no normal humans can't do. Because who can say, oh, yeah, I ran out the loop? Yeah. No one. No one except Jay-Z. Yeah. Maybe whatever political head figurehead is of the Pope, maybe. France. Uh, they would close it down for him. He wouldn't have to rent it out. True. They just shut it down. It's like, the, the man is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, none of you are allowed in here. You're not holy enough. <laughs> You're not holy enough. Oh, man. But moving on to other things that happened in our sphere of influence. Not really influence, but our sphere of Stuff attention. Stuff we know about. Yeah. Things we actually know about, not $60,000 watches. Um, yeah. Things, uh, things, things are moving around a little bit. Sony. Yeah. Bless their souls. <sighs> they, 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 they give us news that makes us happy on one hand, and then they slap us in the face with the other hand. And I, is it is it really their doing, or is it just like that difficult of a task that they can't find anyone to nail what they're looking for? That is what I am confused on. I'm like, okay, is it that the project is problematic, or is somebody being a little too over like over zealous? Zealous is someone being a little overhanded, a little too heavy handed, or they're not letting the producers do what they want. Mm-hmm. But before we go any further, do you want to tell them what happened? So. Uh, the Uncharted project has been pushed back. Again. Again. To March of 2021. Funny enough, taking the place of the He-Man movie that was, quote-unquote, being worked on, <laughs> slated for then. Now, this is the same Uncharted project that has Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake mm-hmm. and Mark Wahlberg as... Older Nathan Drake. No, I thought he was a Sully. I thought he, yeah, you're right, Sully, sorry. Uh, and so now they are on to their sixth director of this project. Crazy. Like, I get director changes are, I don't want to say frequent, because that's kind of scary if you're, like, really looking forward to a movie and you hear, oh, yeah, no, they've had to change directors a couple of times. And then you're just like, oh, no, this is a mess. And that's... But that's, the thing is, like, that, like... Two, maybe three times, I'm like, okay, because the Flash movie six. is on its third director right now. Six, though? Yeah, six directors? Who's in charge of this? Are you just that bad at, f- like, nailing the director you want from the first interview? I don't think it's that. I think the project is just a lot. But still, even, so, how long has Sony been working on this? Five years now. And obviously, like, all of those can be for different reasons that they're choosing to uh, step back for one reason or another. But still, six is excessive, in my opinion. They've been working on it for five years. And what was the longest stint that any of them were actually working on? Nine months. Is there actually someone who has a cohesive understanding of how this movie is supposed to go? I don't think... And that's the thing, like, directing a video game movie. Um... With a video game, there's so many choices, so many things. I think they should honestly hit the pause button, go back to the drawing board, fix whatever the problem is. 
mm-hmm. because they have potential for a great, great storyline. Right. And they've got great actors lined up to do it. But I don't know if these actors are going to hang around forever, you know? Right. Like, Tom Holland is in his bag. Yo, doing He's crazy movies. Anything and everything he can't get his hands on. I'm uh, just glad he wasn't in that Cats movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was he in the Cats movie? No, 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 he wasn't. No, 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 he wasn't. My no, boy Idris was an unfortunate victim. <laughs> Jason Derulo kind of deserved that one, not going to lie. He definitely. Uh, Jennifer Hudson, what was you doing? Uh, Taylor what, Swift was definitely trash, so she what was. Movie. Uh, what movie was just paused because, uh, or not movie, like even with the Obi Wan Kenobi series that they're working on with Ewan McGregor, Lucasfilm put a pause on that because they didn't like the way the script was going or the direction it was headed because they didn't feel like it was um, either worthy enough That's to. To work with, or just didn't fit the theme of who Obi Wan is as a character. I can get that because right now they need someone who is directing it that has a good understanding of okay, this is the what we're working with, and then ha- given a fair shot of let's scrap this and then let's just like rebuild it, redo it, and come up with something good. Because then in that case, we kind of get the disconnect that most people aren't really a fan of with the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Yeah. Just cohesiveness, man. Just tell a cohesive story. That or just... I know I get it's hard to nail a director on the first time, but unless it's something really horrible or they leave on their own volition, just stop like firing directors. Well, I think a couple were fired and a couple left, which is then like, okay... It's now beginning to sound like Sony wants too much control. Yeah. And I don't blame them because Uncharted is one of their... It's their baby. Yeah. It's one of their... It, like, there's... We were talking about this on our other podcast, TDM, all about video games, um, co-hosted by myself, you, and our host, uh, Rich Homie Gred, a.k.a. Tonks. Follow him on the interwebs. Uh, we were talking about the difference between a character and a mascot. N- Nathan Drake from Uncharted is one of the most recognizable Sony properties ever. Mm-hmm. It is, if you ask me, as far as I'm concerned, PlayStation royalty among maybe five other titles. So I understand Sony's hesitance to want to do something that's not going to come out well, but you just, at this point, this is, the, this is your professor telling you, like, bro, I don't care what you turn in, just turn in your piece of paper with your name on it. We have to get something out of this project. Mm-hmm. Speaking of getting something out of a project, do you know what's coming out in like two weeks, two and a half weeks? No, I don't. The Sonic movie. Which is? Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was going to say. Still alive by the grace of God. Yeah. Because the animation studio that redid Sonic shut down. Did you see that? No, I did not. Yep. Uh, well, kudos to them. I really hope it's good, but they're projected to make forty million as of right now. Who's projecting that number? I have no idea. Did they spend twice that IGN. much on the reprodu- the reanimation? That was over exaggerated. because okay. I think they were saying like uh, for the re like the redesign of the movie, some sources came out and said it's like twenty five million to do it. And then the head of, like, the team that was redoing it's like, no, 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 no. 
like it was a bit not quite that much more of like i don't know like 10 million or like 5 million or something like that to redo the design work for all of that um thankfully they didn't have to do the reshooting the movie was done well yeah so i thought the movie was done and I was talking to someone, and I think they said from, I don't remember what sources they had found, that when the initial trailer came out, it wasn't, like, fully done. There were elements of it that they had to, like, scrap together to get a trailer out. And then, face all the backlash, is like, all right, guys, we're going back to the drawing board, which I'm still convinced this is all kind of like a hoax and was used to get like the negative press so people talk about it and then give us the actual thing and then they're just like there you go see nothing to worry about kind of thing uh and now it's gonna project it to make 40 million i think i saw don't quote me on this i think i saw it on ign based off of uh the ticket sales that have already gone up uh that's probably what they're projecting it off i think that's usually what they project it off now here is the most important question out of any of the questions we've asked on this podcast so far are you gonna go see the Sonic movie? Oh yeah, it's coming out Valentine's Day. Going Valentine's Day. <laughs> Are you outside? Oh no, it's just me and the homies. Okay, <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, some of the, why didn't I get this text message? Yeah, yeah some of the. Uh, it was an in-person thing. It wasn't like a text. Okay, we, about- we, were, we were just hanging out. I was looking at it. I was like, oh hey, it's coming out. Do you guys want to go? They're like, yep. Yeah. Uh, other homie was just like, yeah, my girl's out of town that weekend, so let's do it. <laughs> I cool. Do you want to go? Kind of want to go. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to like formally invite you. I you're usually just like, okay, cool, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why this changes now. No, I just gotta, I just gotta be careful what I say on the pod so I don't get myself in trouble. Yeah. Because I'm outside. Uh, I've been okay, outside. Listen to it. I've been. I don't know. I don't know who. Like, listen. I like. <laughs> So I've been outside playing basketball, and some things have happened that I'm not sure. I'm playing zone defense at this point. Really? And you wouldn't ask me the questions you asked me before here? I'm playing zone defense. What do, what do you want me to I'm not about to switch from zone defense to triangle offense in one play. Stop it. Look, man, right now, as far as I'm concerned, you're doing man-to-man coverage. Man-to-man coverage. <laughs> now, if it was man-to-man coverage, it'd be a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, no. Nah. For everyone who doesn't understand what just happened, <laughs> don't worry. You'll you will eventually pick up on what we're talking about. Yeah, if, if this is your first time listening to us, don't worry. You'll you'll get a handle of it. You'll soon understand the way we think and we talk. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm interested in seeing that movie because it looks like it's going to be a fun, just like get out and get it, get get out and get with it movie. Yeah, and I am also intrigued to see if. This is the start of another franchise where they're just going to build this universe. Because if they do this, they have the opportunity, if they nail it, to do something really cool. Not only just introducing Sonic, but think about his supporting cast from shows and comics. You have uh, Miles, Tails. Mm-hmm. You have Knuckles. There's Amy. Uh, there's literally all the Chows. There's Shadow. If they were to introduce Shadow via some method just like in a lab somewhere and you just see like a silhouette of a shat like a hedgehog in this incubator that's all i need i'm hyped for this franchise now because it's now a franchise and they plan to do more with it oh shoot speaking of franchise have you seen um the supposed release of the live action mewtwo movie yes i still don't know how i feel about it 
I'm it, getting it's... more and more interested the more I see about it. Mm-hmm. The more I see about it, the more interested I get. The more live action info comes about it, the less interested I get. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a conundrum. It's like the more you talk about it being live action, the less I want it. But the more information that comes out about the script, the story, the timeline, Mewtwo himself, mm-hmm. the more interesting it gets. So that's why I'm just like, ugh, conflict. I, I literally just saw uh, someone t- took a screenshot of a tweet and it said, I just want to go back and watch older Pokemon when Ash said, forget the Pokemon battles and try to fade Mewtwo himself. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> have you watched the new anime for it? No, I haven't. Uh, so I remember watching the first two episodes, so I haven't caught up with it uh, or been keeping up with it, but everything seems uh, really good with the direction that they're going, especially with this soft reboot. Especially if the rumors of them moving a different direction, like getting a new character, like introduced in Go uh, as the pillar for Pokemon moving forward seems to be paying off pretty well and the formula that they're using seems to work everything that pokemon is doing right now is working yeah um almost everything there again there are some people who just for whatever reason just like to hate just like to hate i feel like there's an excessive amount of hate going on for sword and shield and i'll be perfectly honest before I picked it up myself, mm-hmm. when you previously got, because you had it like a week before I did, yeah, or two yeah, weeks yeah, before yeah, I did, something like that. Either way, um, I jumped in a battle, and you were mid game. I jumped in a battle. I'm like, what is this nonsense? What is? Oh this? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is this nonsense? This is garbage and a half. But uh, after playing the game for myself, start to finish, not no end game. Let me be very clear. I think the game is a lot better than people give it credit for. I think it. It's got a lot of mechanics that I really like that they've worked in there. I think the storyline is a storyline. I think the Pokemon are fun and engaging. The fact that you can complete the Pokedex by yourself without ever having to buy a second copy of the game. Yeah. It might take a lot of work. might take a lot of training. But it's possible. But it's, it is humanly possible. And, like, in reasonable amount of time. Too. Right. So, I mean, there, there was someone who completed the Pokedex, like, I think three weeks in. Probably even sooner. I probably think, sooner. Like, I'm probably... That probably... Given it too long time, I yeah, feel like yeah, yeah. sooner. Oh than no, no, I'm sh- I'm sure, like especially with people that like stream this professionally, like this is what they do. I'm sure there's someone who had it beat and completed within a week. Probably, uh, but anyway, people need to a unbuckle their belt buckle a little bit, sit down, drink some water, mm-hmm. and relax because it's it's okay. Pokemon is okay. Yeah, uh, we were just talking again on the other podcast about ten ten. Or Tem Tem Tempest or whatever. Yeah, Tem Tempest or something. Yeah, Tem Tempest, Veladora Tempest, uh, doesn't matter, Chasm 5. (laughs) We have to say Lakers from now on. Yeah, (laughs) Lakers in 6. No, Lakers in 5. Easy. Um, Doesn't matter, Lakers in 5. Pokemon, the Pokemon brand is strong. Mm -hmm. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. They know what they're doing, they're in their lane. Don't freak out, don't be dumb. Let them, let them, and also let them experiment. Let them have fun. Yeah. Let them, let them recreate new things. Like, honestly, Pokemon and Game Freak have been a solid partnership for ever, forever, for as long as I've been alive. That franchise has been solid, yeah. and that partnership has been going very strong. So, let them do things. 
you can't have your cake and eat it too. You Correct. can't have something new because you're tired of the way they're doing all these games. And then when they do something new, completely hate it because it's nothing like the old games. You're starting to sound like Star Wars fans. In the words of everybody human in that one commercial from State Farm, that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not how any of this works. Not, that's not if it was all state, I'm sorry. I'm not sure which one y'all put out the commercial, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just get a grip. That's all I'm saying. Uh, interestingly enough, have you been keeping up with some of the stuff going on Marvel-related? Uh, some of it, yes. Others, no. Um, obviously, the brand I'm most interested in is Marvel Doctor Strange. And that one has had director's issues as well. Yes. But what I'm referring to is, I think there was a video that, an interview that came out with Elizabeth Olsen, who plays uh, Wanda, who's a Scarlet Witch in Avengers Mm -hmm. in the MCU. And? She did an interview where she explained some of Scarlet Witch's backstory through some of the comics, especially leading up to uh, House of M. And it's pretty interesting that she's going through this because now it's posing a lot of questions as to what they're doing for phase four. Um, kind of some surrounding about like, oh, like drawing into what's happening with the Young Avengers, who's going to be part of that. Uh, more specifically, what's going to happen in WandaVision? What's that storyline going to look like? But then the big question moving forward is, does that mean the introduction of mutants is happening in Doctor Strange 2? Which I think... I think it is with the quote unquote horror bent it's supposed to have, mm-hmm. and with as dark as um, Marvel has been willing to get, I think it's a perfect place to introduce mutants because some mutants' powers are based in magic. Yeah. Some, again, um, like, is Gambit technically magic? I think he's technically a magician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, let's be very clear. The mutants are based on genetic mutations. Some people mm-hmm. are born with them. Some people are forced on them. Yeah. Some people acquire them later in life. Um, yeah, it's like a, like a dormant gene until yeah, something yeah, activates yeah, it. Yeah, until something activates it. Usually an external force. Sometimes it's... Or like, something is like uh, Professor X, like... Yes. Uh, a mutant of like high magnitude of power can unlock them. Usually, a psychic or te- a telepath. Telepath, exactly. So the mutant gene, uh, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be too far of a reach to say Doctor Strange could be considered a mutant. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they wanted to go that route, I wouldn't be too mad at it. He's definitely a sorcerer. He's yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. a magician. Let's not get that confused. Yeah, I, I kind of want him to keep him not a mutant. mutant I, I, but I, I could see them doing that, is yeah. what I'm saying. Because he, he wasn't... Because he, he, the way he received his powers necessarily doesn't... Was it? It wasn't, it wasn't mutant at all. And again, yeah. my one of my favorite Marvel movies, because they stuck hardcore for his origin story. Yeah, yeah. They hardcore were like... By the book. Yeah. Um, up until, like, the whole phase shifting. But, like, that was actually pretty close to, like, once they redid. It was it was pretty darn close. Right. Um, but I loved it anyway. Getting back to it. It wouldn't be... If, of all the people to interact with mutants, now that Tony Stark is gone, mm-hmm. I think Spider-Man is just not in a place to be interactive with mutants because he's on the run. He's yeah, on the lam. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme. His job is to protect Earth from... Invaders from a magical realm and everything in between. 
I think that's where the mutants lie. Everything in between magical and human. I think that's well, the way. I think that's where the way they're going to position them. And it's interesting enough because, uh, as we're talking about, if you've read any of the comics of like House of M, like you're already familiar with this. If not, um, I've had several friends that have read it. They suggested it. I haven't read it myself yet, but it's, it seems intriguing enough because it gets to this point where Scarlet Witch is kind of like on this journey, and. Uh, she, like, everyone's a mutant, but then everything's just, like, going amok. It's kind of like the monkey paw effect. It's like, what if, every, like, make everyone a mutant? It's it's the norm. But then everything's, like, mass chaos, and it gets to the point where she's had enough, and she's just, like, no more mutants. Yeah. And then it's, like, literally multiverse-shattering effect because now she has this reality-warping power, and I'm wondering if that's what starts the multiverse of madness. You have this open um, of Scarlet Witch in distress from what happened through WandaVision. She has this realization, like, maybe none of this is real. Maybe uh, I'm losing my mind, and all of a sudden, it's like, Vision really is gone. And there's nothing I can bring back. Or if they bring back White Vision, that could be a thing. Could be a thing. Uh, and all of a sudden, it's like, at the end of WandaVision, she just, like almost self-implodes and creates, like, this giant mess. And, of course, the only person that would really anchor that is Dr. Strange, because the only person who knows how what the hell is going on and how to navigate this is Stephen Strange. Yes. Uh, I mean, he is the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. Um, he's, the, he's the most powerful one, like, out of any of them that have ever existed. Yeah, true. Uh, and so through that, I'm wondering if they kind of do the flip of that is at some point she realizes, like, for whatever reason, she kind of does the, okay, let's let's have mutants. Let's have more people with powers so we're not persecuted, so we're not forced to register or something uh, to that effect. And interesting thought, because in House of M, I believe, she when she first brought mutants as the norm, she made Magneto the leader mm-hmm. of all of them. If you're following what I'm trying to put down yeah, here. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. What if... My man. My favorite guy out of all like the X-Men franchise, Michael Rich, Fassbender. Rich Homie Bender. Crosses over I mean, and they, becomes like a leader of the mutants or this new genesis of mutants. Because he's in several iterations, he's led his own colony of mutants Yeah, um, through that. But it's like Doctor Strange is like, I got my eye on you. Don't mess this up. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna have to fight you. Aren't I? He's just like, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna let y'all do your own thing because I got bigger fish to fry. But as soon as I come back, I'm getting the belt because y'all in trouble. Yeah, no, I think that's a fight worth having um, because if we're gonna go power scale, Doctor Strange is one of the few non mutants that could fight Magneto. And stand a chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I say few non-mutants because there are, like, maybe ten mutants that could actually beat him in yeah. a fight. Yeah. He is... One, th- if we're running once. Yeah, if, we're, if they're running one on the, the entire fact... The entire premise of, like, wars between the X-Men and Magnetos is it takes all oh, the X-Men yeah. and, 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 then some and then some to take down Magneto himself. Yeah, so... Um, and maybe we get... I, I really... I'm Patrick Stewart... Um, said he's not returning 
as Doctor Professor X to any Yeah, else. well, because like Logan was such a good that was a finality. That was a that was a perfect finite ending for both of them. Mm-hmm. And rumor has it Kevin Feige has approached James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender to reprise their roles. roles within the MCU. Now, no one has publicly come out and said anything about that, but even if it's something that doesn't end up happening, that just shows like what Kevin Feige is trying to build. Yeah, he's trying to make something that um, something that lasts. Of course, he's already proven that with Endgame in this whole twelve years. But what he's building moving forward is like he's like, oh no, y'all thought we were done? No, we're just getting started here. Yeah, now and now they're getting to now they're getting into like. They've done the big name things, the names of people. Now they're getting to the things that people don't know. I mean, look at... um, It's going to be a Disney Plus movie. Which one? Eternals? Moon... Oh, Moon Knight? Yeah. Yeah, Eternals, Moon Knight. um, Uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. She-Hulk. She-Ra, She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, She-Ra and She-Hulk, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, no, Shiro would be. Which there's rumors that they, if they don't have Hulkling, they may use She Hulk for Young Avengers. Which is what I thought was yeah, going to happen, yeah, yeah. like a, like a teenage She Hulk. Yeah. Um, I meant I said Shira earlier. I need to correct myself. Shira is not a part of the Marvel franchise. Stop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys what I was, you guys get what I was trying to say. Um, long story short, if they're not able to get Fastbender and McAvoy, um, for the long term. I hope those, based on your theory of Wanda's reality bending, maybe we get a vision Mm -hmm. of potential Magnetos and potential Professor X's. Mm -hmm. Because there is one timeline where it's literally a bunch of Professor X's fighting off a bunch of Magnetos. And it's like, okay, there can only be one. yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Um, more specifically, because we've we've talked about how in some iterations, Wanda and Pietro, so Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, are the children of Magneto. But there's also other iterations where they're like, air quote, children of Magneto, but they were more or less just like adopted or whatever. I think like Pietro was actually his son, mm-hmm. but then like Wanda was brought into the fold, uh, just like as a stray runaway kind of thing. Are we still gonna get that? Because again, I still like the iteration where it's like these are his kids, and it's just like, oh, you're messing with my kids. Let me show you where they got their power from. Hold this. Yeah, like, and he's literally gonna just throw it at you. Um, who knows? At this point, it's kind of up to them to. They don't have to. At this point, Feige alone has earned enough credibility to say, yo. I got this. He literally has control of everything at this yeah, point. He's Comics, like, the TV. This the is movies. him coming up. He gets the ball in his own court, and he's dribbling up the court, and he literally is like looking at everything it, it, he's it's, got. It's a good version of Ayo, let him shoot. Exactly. No, not even that. He's like literally telling everybody to clear out. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Jeremy Lin telling everybody to clear out on Kobe <laughs> and then hitting the game winner. <laughs> 
But Kevin, that doesn't even fit because Kevin Feige is better than Jeremy Lin. Yeah, this yeah. is Kobe telling everybody, get out of my way. Yeah. I'm going to drop 60. What do you pass the ball to who? Right. He's like, I am the game. I am the, I am the ball. <laughs> I am the game. <laughs> what does that mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but like, uh, Kevin Feige, uh, Fervo, like the, the entire Marvel squad that have been in charge of a lot of these movies have just done fantastically. I'm really excited that the the power moves that they're making to try to secure uh, the rest of Phase 4 going into Phase 5, uh, really figuring out what's going to be next for uh, Marvel as a whole. Super stoked for it. Uh, DC's also kind of making some plays for that after Crisis Life. And, my guy, it is... Whew. Flash alone is already heating up. It seems like so post crisis. There's so there's a trailer that came out, um, and this is after the series finale of Arrow, which airs tomorrow or the day after this releases, so Tuesday. Um, but Flash, all of a sudden, everything is just like pure chaos. They thought like this is the big thing we had to worry about. That's Psych. Cool. But again, they're not meta enough to realize this is only halfway through the season. <laughs> so it's like, what else are we going to do? But it looks like there's a secret underground organization that's been operating since ever, since before Flash Episode 1 that is coming out of the dark. And they are taking out Team Flash. Yeah. And I am super excited for it. I'm, like I said, I'm reinvesting in this. I didn't you're, know you're I could 100, be, You're 100% back in? I'm back in. I didn't know I could be back in, but I'm back in. <laughs> And I'm really excited about this going forward, um, just to see how Barry operates, how everyone is different now that it's a whole new Earth, cute to the tune of a whole new world, thanks Aladdin. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just really excited. I can't express how excited I am for this going forward because they knew what people's pain points were for this entire universe. And they're really bringing it back into the fold. Like, okay, we know you guys are worried about it, but but hear us out. Check this. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Any interest from all at all from you to jump, jump back in? I want them to wrap it up with a bow, and I'm going to start watching it Crisis. One. Oh, you, so you're saying you want them to, like, finish the season, then you'll go back and start a Crisis, and you'll just, like, yeah, power so, through it? Because here's my thing. Well, the thing is, like, I think you need... You should at least do the justice of watching Arrow all the way through up until Crisis because other things don't really tie into Crisis. But Arrow does. Arrow does. Supergirl might like a couple. Episodes I'm not watching. Before. I'm not. Watching I think that's why I didn't bring it up. <laughs> but like, watch. I Arrow. might watch two episodes, but that's it. So watch Arrow from when? The start of season eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, season eight. Start from the start of season eight because it's only a half season, okay. and when you're doing that. Oliver's on these missions for uh, Marnovu. Is season seven worth it? Season seven or season eight? Season seven. Um, I mean, yeah, if you want context, but that's about it. It's kind of like the Diaz and Diaz again thing. Okay. Um, like even that one, I didn't watch like part of it. I just like watched up until the crossover. Watched a couple episodes, then skipped to the season finale, and I watched it. <laughs> so like crossover, <laughs> skip, 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 skip. It was at first it was at first it was unintentional, then it just became intentional. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just watching the season finale. Uh, but no, watch season eight for sure. It, it's good context. If you already know about his kids, 
than Green Arrow's kids. What? Green Arrow's kids. Yeah. Yes. Um, He's like my third favorite hero. So yes. Um. Like okay. Have no, read, no. Have uh, you read the comics? No, I've not read the comics. Okay. I'm talking about. So in this iteration, they have uh, William and they have Mia. At the same time. Yes, but towards, towards the end of season seven, Mia was born. Okay, and I was about to say, they also, are they twins in this one? Oh, uh, no, William's older by, okay. by a bit. But say. then they go into the future and they have them older they're and they're, they're operating together and Connor is with them. And that, yeah. Okay, that sounds like it's worth watching. Yeah. Uh, and then they do, never mind, I'm not going to spoil that for you. Uh, just watch season eight, then watch Crisis, and then you can watch the back half going forward. I, I don't know if Legends is worth it yet. Uh, but yeah, there's that's a lot of superhero talk, but I don't want to finish the superhero topic just yet because you already know what I want to talk about. Yeah, go ahead, let's do it. it this is this is this is this is a pain point. This is a burning point for me because I'm tired of people. I'm tired of people and the disrespect. Uh, we've we've talked about we've talked about this topic several times. And we're gonna leave, we're gonna leave it alone until for the movie's while. out. We're gonna talk about it till we talk about it. <laughs> I said what I said and I did what it did. Uh, the movie comes out next month, man. Pre-orders go up January 31st. Super excited. The My Hero Academia movie, guys, if you're not aware. So get your tickets. I almost caught a Soto. spoiler today. I almost threw my brand new iPad across the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was man. watching Funimation now and it popped up and I was like, <laughs> dude, if you're not reading the manga, like... You're unemployed at this. I say unemployed. You're self-employed. <laughs> unemployed at this point, sir. I have two jobs. Just you're you're self-employed. I am self-employed. Yeah, officially. Ooh, clap for, if we, I wish we had a clap track. Yeah, That's, we need a button like Joe Button. Somebody like did this. <laughs> Somebody did this. Yeah. Sorry, Fab. I love Fabulous, but that's one of the funniest clips ever. Somebody did this. Yes. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm self-employed now, so. Full-time with White Noise, full-time with my other businesses. I can't really talk about those yet yeah, because yeah, yeah. licensing and legal and yeah. paperwork and all that. But yeah, full-time with White Noise, full-time with... Well, with all this time now... I can actually watch anime and actually be productive about well, it. Well, read manga. Read manga. Read okay. manga. Read the manga that's, that's what as office saying. work. Because all I'm saying is they may or may not have revealed crucial information about All Might's Master. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I saw something and somebody threw something and I was like, oh, nope, time to look away. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to, but... It was oh. in the trailer for Heroes. It was Homeboy's Power. And I was like, what is... I, I immediately closed my eyes. Oh, you're talking about something different. That's not... No, there's something different about that. Yeah, Deku gets crazy. Uh, but yes, we do want to talk about Deku. My Hero Academia. The hottest anime out right now. Uh, debatable by some. I don't think it's debatable, but... What do you think? What's potentially hotter than My Hero Academia right now? Demon Slayer. But it also just ended. True. Not ended, but the season's over. I think people are more hot for Demon Slayer, though. Yeah, I think but they my- also voted it as the best anime of the decade because yeah. they probably haven't watched anime before this year. <laughs> yeah, so of the decade... I'm like, the decade? Like Naruto, early in the decade. The decade? Literally, most of the decade was Naruto, up until 2017. The the decade? I was... Bleach still happened in 2010. Honestly, I like... One Piece has been going on. I like Demon Slayer a lot. A lot. The decade? No. Stop it. No, 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 no. 
we got to run hands. But uh, one of the things is like a lot of people, some people, I don't want to say a lot of people, I don't want to miscategorize people, but if you do have a problem, I'm talking specifically to you. Some people don't think Deku is a good main character. Midoriya, Izuku Midoriya. I think My Hero is such a good, is such a well-written show that you can pick someone else other than the main character to be your favorite, mm-hmm. and there's an argument for it. Right. I honestly still, at this point, prefer Todoroki. That's my guy. Mm-hmm. And, and listen. Yeah, no, no, they're really cool characters. One of my favorite top three favorite characters in Class 1A is Kaminari. And again, will, will he ever be a top five hero? No. <laughs> like, let's be honest. No. And like, again, they keep introducing new characters in such amazing ways. Rich homie fat. Fat gum. Yes. One of the best introductions. And then it's just like, boom, 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 boom. Oh my goodness. This dude is dope, dope. He's like, oh, you thought you knew me. Oh, you thought you knew what I was The fact about. he was just like, he's like, dude, I'm not just a shield. I'm like, I'm, I'm the sword he's like, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm the whole package. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hold this. Fam. Fades, bro. Mm. Handing out, honestly, I think if... I would I would have loved to see a fight between Fat Gum and All Might in his prime. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he could withstand that kind of punch. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. But, no, no. oh, my goodness. The, absorbing you, the kinetic energy and then converting it into his own power. That's what I'm saying. Can you imagine if, if, if straight up they were having an all-out brawl and All Might hit Fat Gum with the United States of Smash? Because mm-hmm. I think his go-to move would be Texas Smash because that's win-based yeah. uh, if he was smart. But if he was just absolutely pissed and he hit him with the United States of Smash and Fat Gum was able to withstand that impact yeah <sighs> so okay and before we jump to the discussion real quick uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and put this out on air for people that are listening to go ahead form opinions and their thoughts and then let us know tweet at us at Eman Podcast yep. out of class 1A whether they're running ones whether they're doing a battle royale kind of like sports festival style Objectively, at this point in the anime, who comes out on top? Objectively, based on what I've seen, I still, right now, would give it to Todoroki. I think Midoriya is like two or three, but I still think so. The, I think the top yeah. three: Todoroki, Bakugo, Midoriya, and you can make a case for either one of those three being number one. Yeah, because if it's a battle royale, half like. As soon as they land, half the field is immediately frozen and they're irrelevant. Well, they've he's already tried that, but you also saw that in uh, the state he was in, how he kind of like held his own. Now both of them aren't where they're at now, exactly. But in the state they were at, he was still able to hold his own against Todoroki. He was still able to he, hold. But he wasn't his own. Able, he wasn't able to do anything at that point because of like the development he was at. Yeah. Now, now, listen. now, don't don't get me wrong. Don't, yeah, yeah, do yeah, yeah, not yeah. get me wrong. No, I want to no, be no, very no. clear. Yeah. Like one for all, full cowling is a problem. But his main issue that I see right now is he lacks defense. He is ninety eight percent offensive. Listen, this is this is, and you already know where I'm going. I think you're wrong. I think. Whether they're running once, whether they're doing battle royale, uh, what? Yeah, well, let's okay. Let's let's start specifically at ones. Mm-hmm. If we're talking like Deku versus Todoroki, Deku versus Bakugo, I'm going Deku 
100% every single time at this point in time in the anime. In the anime, bro? In the anime. In the anime, bro? Here's why. At this point, Deku has already developed uh, to a good point where he has control of one for all, so he's not breaking himself every time he's using it. For sure. And he is able to maneuver himself Mm -hmm. so that he can get off quick attacks and have powerful smashes that essentially can break through a lot of opponents' defenses. Yes. Now, whenever he fought Bakugo, he had just hit a percent. And so he wasn't prepared for that adjustment. So then that shifts how he's battling because now he's losing control, has this little burst of power, and he's not sure how he's controlling. Because if you remember, Deku's all about analytics. He's all about analyzing yeah. what am I doing? Which is how why, am I powering Which is that? why I think he wins that battle later on down the line. Maybe in the manga. I'm sure. Here's the thing. I don't think you're seeing it from... I think you're seeing it from where it's going no, in the manga. No, no, no. Listen, listen. No, I'm seeing it perfectly fine. Because <laughs> Are you sure, bro? Because as of right now, Deku also ha- has had w- more experience fighting against actual villains in almost life-or-death situations than Todoroki and Bakugo. 100%. Now, I agree that, with that. Experience is everything. As Listen, Aizawa and um, Best Genius and even... Um, what is Boo? Nai-Ai mm-hmm. have all talked about the invaluable amount of real-world experience. What that does to you as a mm-hmm. person. How that... It, like. Look at the evolution of Red Riot. Right. Like, Dude, yes, being of that alone, Red Riot's gonna be a top hero. He's gonna top be five. so magnificent. He yeah. might be top three. I'm Dude, not like there's so many cases for a lot of people. And then you gotta consider other people that'll come later, but that's a different but conversation again, altogether. Here, answer this answer this question. Uh-huh. In a fight, what are Midoriya's defenses? We can talk about his offense. All day. Yeah. And if it's offensive battle, I think the only person that could really, really beat him in an offensive battle is Todoroki. Like, I think he beats Bakugo in an all-out offensive brawl. Mm-hmm. I think Bakugo's, like, physically a hair stronger. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm giving him that hair is because he's had his powers for so much longer. So they're still natural. Mm-hmm. He's still learning how to use his body. Bakugo doesn't have to think about how to use his power in his body. Yeah. He can think about new ways, but like Midoriya is still learning to use his body and his powers and still getting stronger. Mm-hmm. He's getting like he's getting more physically fit. What? Bakugo is probably the most physically fit out of anyone in that class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides maybe the karate kid with the tail. Uh, oh, Sero? Yeah. He's he's on a different Sarah, level. Sero's gonna be a problem. He's on a different level and people do not give him credit. Because yeah. they forget. Besides him having like that tail, which is like an extension of oh, his body. You're talking about Ojiro. Yeah, Ojiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ojiro is a karate mask. He's a black belt. And he has a tail. And he has a tail that he uses to extend his body. But anyway, yeah. getting back to it, like, if we're talking, if this is my scenario, Bakugo is bouncing around the stadium in the arena, mm-hmm. and he then makes the. And it, we, we saw it happen against Nadai, and I understand. Todoroki is not that high. But once he makes that vertical dash to make the attack, he is on a direct line. If he is midair, he he can't he can't change directions unless he stops or does something or makes a connection with something else. He can't like he's not he's he did he did in one of the latest episodes there's something like he can do that but he haven't watched the last two episodes. Okay. Um but you should have. Did you watch the 
so you watched the Lemillion episode. Yes. Did you watch the episode after that? No, I didn't. Okay. I. It's hard to have this discussion <laughs> if you haven't watched those episodes. But I'm telling you, at this point, all I'm saying is... From, okay, let me ask answer your question first. You said defensive capabilities, okay? Besides just... I think he should. He deserves shock absorption power because he can take a hit. Yeah. But like, if he's taking hit, he's taking the damage. Here, that's not here, good here, defense. Here's the thing. But that's not the way he operates. That's not the way he fights. One for all, as he's using it right now, is straight up all a bit about the offense, correct? 100%. Like that's, he's 98% offensive. Yeah. So he's not built to take blows and obviously not there's not really a quirk that's all around like, oh, this is perfect for offense and defense. It's just like Frank essentially out. about like, ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but there's, yeah. Yeah, Everything there's drawbacks. Like, yeah, there's, there's drawbacks like there's, sure. But those are rare cases because if you think about uh, – I always forget her name, the girl that turns invisible. There's weird quirks like that. It's like, it's like how the hell do I use this? Stealth. <laughs> exactly. That's, that, that's her defense. But what I'm saying is the combination of his maneuverability, the way that he thinks and operates already, is kind of works as his defense. He doesn't have, if you're asking for moves outright, he doesn't have any moves like Unbreakable or something like that for uh, Kirishima or Red Riot that absorbs all these blows no he knows that he's going to take damage for that he's trying to get around so that he can like either a win the fight or b save someone that's how he operates and i just want to point out in every single villain confrontation deku has been a part of my guy has never backed away he's like you will catch these hands for making this little girl cry yeah no don't get me wrong He's, and, hand, he's handing out hands. But at the same time, like, even for Bakugo, what defensive capabilities does Bakugo have? Oh, Bakugo definitely has, like, Bakugo has more defensive, defensive moves. Yes, defensive moves. What are his defensive moves, then? Because um, then, essentially, because after okay. you learn full cowling, he, he operates mobily just like Bakugo. So, essentially, he doesn't have anything outright that's defensive. He doesn't have anything outright, but Bakugo, It'd be the same ba- thing for both Bakugo of them. can create a smoke screen. That is a defensive move. Midoriya cannot. He can create a wind gust by kicking. He can create a wind gust by kicking. That is. Does that thi- count as a smoke screen? No, it does not. That is. That is. If a, he kicks up dust. That if he kicks up dust, yes, sure. But if again, he would have, he would have to set up that move previously, and that is within that is within his skill set. Not Don't get me wrong. That, again, with, just with, like watch the past couple of those again. With his analytics, it's within his skill set. I get it. But if we're talking about like. If he's flying, if he's flying at Bakugo, Bakugo can create an excessive amount of nitroglycerin, mm-hmm. ignite it, create smoke, create a smoke screen, hide within the smoke, and then can create a sneak attack launch. That like, it that's just Bakugo. If we go to Todoroki, the defensive gap is even wider mm-hmm. because now Todoroki can use. Before his fire was offensive, yeah. his ice was defensive. Since the movie and since the training and everything else has happened, he can use both simultaneously. Not very well, but he not can. very well. And but now he's learned to use fire as defense and ice as offense. He's always known how to use ice as offense. He's always known. He's, he, yeah. he mastered his ice. Let's just say that yeah, yeah, yeah. he's mastered his ice. But and 
obviously when he I'm first like I'm really excited for Todoroki and his firepowers. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, 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 <laughs> but I think I think there's an argument to be made. It's a draw. Um, if it's okay. it's a draw. If it's Bakugo mm-hmm. versus Todoroki, um, I think Midoriya and Todoroki. I think Todoroki wins that one every I, time. Right now, I, right now, I think it's you're wrong. Very okay. close. Here, here's the point. As far as from everything we've seen, Todoroki and Midoriya have not gone gone toe to toe since Midoriya has gone full cowling. Correct. We can only base everything off of uh, his fight with Bakugo, where he first got eight percent. So, like, up until then, he had, he'd done 5%, but that 8% game, that little boost that Bakugo was not looking, like, uh, not expecting, and then it just kind of, like, amped up. So now, in terms of speed, they're pretty much on par at that point. It's just about, like, whose reaction time is, like, better, which would then go to Bakugo, right? Yeah. As of right now, at this very minute... Midoriya has already jumped up in terms of like percentage control. So that already gives him a speed advantage against both of them. And if we're saying that, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, if we're right now saying that essentially all of them are were at an equal playing field before, that like anyone could be number one, anyone could be number two, anyone could be number three, that then gives Midoriya an edge, not only with having this increase in power, having some more skill but sets we're, to we're, be added. But we're assuming that these, like, I mean, the others aren't just, get, don't get me wrong. I will give no, him, no, no, I will give him an edge. I will give him that. an edge for real world experience. No, no. But let's not assume that Todoroki and Bakugo are just sitting no, down listen, at school. I mean, they kind of are because they're just like in classrooms because they didn't get their provisional license. They didn't. Yeah. So they're not getting that experience. But it's that not like they're not, are getting their but they're not. But it's not like they're not, they're getting weaker. They're not getting weaker, but everyone's getting leaps and bounds stronger than they are. But they were already leaps and bounds stronger than everyone else in the class. They were they, on top they of the class. They, they are the top of the class. But, okay, listen. They are one and two of the class. Okay, I'll give that to you. Thank you. But as of right now, Deku is still beating them in a fight. Will it be close? Yes, bro, but they're beating them. that is not how math works, Yes, bro. it is. Literally. I'm, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Literally within the last episode, Deku is I'm going to go watch it tonight. Don't say nothing else. All right. <laughs> go watch it. Then let me know. I'm waiting for that text. It's like, you know what? You might have been. <laughs> I got a paper to write. I got a paper to write anyway, so I'll be up on that. But yes, I will, I will send yeah, you that text. Just, he's like, you, you might have been right. And, and, I, and might, right. I don't know if it's going to be that text, but I will send you a text. Because I'm gonna go back and watch the Lumillion episode because that be my fa- that might be my favorite season, dude. This might be my favorite season yet, dude. It's it's real good. It's real good. Uh, super sad about my guy Mirio. There's some theories about him, uh, what he might do going forward. That's really holding on to. Hope it's real. And guys, I'm just telling you, this is a really good manga. Uh, uh, Hirokoshi came out and said he wants to do at least ten films. Yeah, I saw that. So, I was we like, might, so we might be getting eight more least, movies, at least like eight more years of My Hero Academia, which is a lot. That is a lot. Um, what I want is just for 
I want the things from the movies to be more integrated, and it looks like he is going that direction. Um, because you're saying the things in the movie are spoilers for things that happen in the manga. Mm-hmm. So I want, and, and if you read Vigilantes, there's stuff from there they're pulling into the main storyline now. I like, I like that. I want them, I want them to be more integrated because I, I hated growing up watching DBZ and then watching a DBZ movie. Like, oh, none of this means anything yeah. to anybody. It, no, it's just like you come back to the next episode. It's like, wait, where's all? Yeah, none of like, what's going on? none of that was real. It was a, it was a wet dream, and somebody was eating too many sensu beans. None of it happened. <laughs> but um, I really want, I really want. I know it's not. I don't know if it's in, in the manga, it's canon or non-canon. But I want a girl from the scientific island to come back, and I want oh, Melissa. I want Melissa to make my boy a full set of armor with the gloves that she created. If they ever allow that to happen, I don't care who he's fighting. He's fading all of them. Can you imagine him having armor that was shock absorbent so where he could go beyond 100% and not feel immediate damage? Mm-hmm. He's, he's beating Superman. Right. Let me, let me just say, yeah. well, maybe not in one punch, but he could beat Superman. You think you'd go to the Saitama? No, no, his face getting fake. He's getting fake. <laughs> yeah. Saitama is on drugs. <laughs> as far as we know, Saitama is on drugs. Uh, what he did to old boy from that other planet, chills. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think he beats Superman. Like, just a full armor that allows him to go fight. If it if it had like absorption powers and allow him to move. With his speed, like if it was full cowling and it powered up the armor and allowed him to move faster. Bro, Funimation now, Shonen Jump, Disney, DC, give us a show to write, bro. We are ready. Mm-hmm. Give us a comic book to write. Give us a show to write for. The showrunners are in the building. That's what we're for. All I'm saying is, guys, just let us know who you think would win in a fight currently as of right now in the anime. Anime. Uh, episode 78, 79 just came out, I believe. Um, and they actually just switched theme songs. They're kind of moving to something new, uh, at least within the season. So let us know. Tweet us what you think at E-Man Podcast. You can let Mookie know I was right. Uh, after he watches the episode, he will confirm himself. <laughs> Bruh, I'm hurt. Why you, why you got to do me like that? I'm just saying. I know when I'm right. I admit when I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I still admit I'm right. Yes. This, <laughs> that is the truest thing you said yes on this podcast. But I'm right about this. No, okay. Well, we'll find out. I'm not, I mean, I am not going to bed tonight, so. Yeah. Just like put it on and as you're watching it, just know. What? I just remember something. Yep. Definitely not sleeping tonight. <laughs> well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of Even by Nothing. Uh, Make sure you are following us on all our social media channels at Eman Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. We are on every streaming platform a podcast is available to. And if you find one that we're not and you want to listen to it, just let us know. Shoot us a message and we'll make it happen. Make sure you rate and review us. Share us with your friends. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, 2020 is starting strong. Some great movies are coming out. 
video games, listening to the TDM show. We're going to be playing lots of games this year. Not Caleb so much because he's on a fast. He has three more days. Three more days on my extended to the 31st. We'll see how strong my will has gotten. If not, I'll be playing games. <laughs> I'll be playing games in three days. Yeah. So hit us up. Uh, you can tweet at me, at Matt underscore Ogutu, uh, or follow me on Instagram. Love chatting with you guys um, if you want to play Pokemon or any other games. Apparently, there's a fairy tale game that's coming out. I'm super excited for that. Just hit me up for my friend code. I watched the trailer and I was ready for it. Yeah. I really wanted it to be like an RPG, but not turn-based fighting. If because if, I really just want to button mash and beat some folks up. With I want, I want, I want a a, a fairy tale MMO. Now I think about it. Take Ten Ten back and give us a fairy tale MMO. <laughs> that could be lit. Now because I'm telling you, like, we're ending the podcast. But here's my pitch for video yeah. game, and this is again another pitch why we should be writers in some studio somewhere. It's a fairy tale world. You are just you got reincarnated. You got reincarnated. I really, I just watched slime. Rewatched slime. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, season two's coming out this fall. I know. I, that's why I rewatched it because all of us news about season two. Yeah. Long story short, you're reincarnated into the world. You land in front of the doors of fairy tale. Natsu trips over you. He tries to fight you. Happy is like, bro, he's our new member. And then you walk in. Grandpa's like, oh, you're the one who we we, we were waiting for. You're like, you were waiting for me? Yeah. No. We, we knew you were getting reincarnated. Here you are. So you get to create your very own fairy tale character. So you want like a Shinobi Striker type thing? Not better. Yeah, yeah something yeah, like yeah. that, but better. So I, I like where you're going with that, but I would rather the ability to choose which guild you're a part of. Oh, that would be uh, that's the MMO aspect. Yeah, like you can so, start off as fairy tale, and then well, the after, thing is like once, once you join a guild, it's like there's like some choppy stuff as like how you switch over. Does it become like a Pokemon Go thing where it's like oh you have to trade so much in order to switch? I would rather from the get go you're able to choose which, which guild? one you're a part of. I like that. Like you have some choices in the beginning, uh, kind of like uh, the whole Kingdom Hearts aspect where it like asks you a series of questions, and then based on I would that, say, I you would have, say like, you have these guilds. I would say the tutorial is probably just out of like. Storyline purposes. Yeah, you land, you do your first mission with Fairy Tale, and that's a tutorial. And then they say, "Hey, would you like to join us?" But that first mission introduces you to the other guilds, mm-hmm. um, and then you decide which guild you want to join. Because I think it's just right to do your first mission with Natsu. Yeah, but it would be even more fun if you're with like uh, Sting and Rogue, and you're fighting against Natsu and Gajio. Yeah, you would get. And you can choose what kind of magic you're doing. You would get faded. Yeah, that that that's 100 percent part of that's the entire yeah, point yeah, of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is you pick what, whatever magic school you want to go to. Because honestly, if Thunder Thunder Magic. But would you be like a Thunder Dragon Slayer or Thunder God Thunder Slayer? Dragon Slayer? Easy. Thunder Dragon Slayer. Easy, bro. So it's just you and Laxus. Bro, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yes! I feel, I feel like there's other stuff like you're. Not like you're overlooking. Oh, I am. Like there's, I am blindly. I am blindly, objectively <laughs> ignoring everything else because I would literally just make my lightning black. It would be a black lightning thunder dragon. Okay. Yeah. There it is. There it is. The root. The root of it all. Black lightning is like my favorite thing. Yeah. In yeah. Naruto, it was my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite aspects of. Uh, um, uh, slime. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really like that one time that the one character did thund- black thunder lightning or black lightning in um Clover, black Clover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he. I was like, oh, black lightning. That's my favorite character. I haven't seen him since. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's also uh, black Clover has been kind of hitting off. Yo, black Clover's really like silently hitting, bro. 
these days. It's so many people. One person in particular, infamous for slander of black culture. Absolute, just ragged. Literally, nonsense. literally posted. All right, it's getting good. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all he said. <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. You see, we see you in these streets. Two of them, actually. I know, right? This is all oh, The first one was one that really shocked me. Like, yeah. Oh, it's okay. like, really? Then the next one is just like, oh, yeah, 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 y'all coming around. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always a pleasure to come in here, entertain you guys. Uh, and it's a pleasure to be entertained by you guys, um, especially when y'all want to talk nonsense. Especially in that group chat that we're in. So, um, rate, like, review, share, comment, do all the things in the comment section. Uh, we are so excited that 2020 has been off to a blast now that we're fully employed with White Noise Studios. A um, lot more content coming your way. And until later, see you later. Uh, until later, see you later. I don't know. From the White Noise Studios. See you later. <laughs> Ballin' three and out. Kobe! <laughs>